Fantasy Focus is presented by Geico. Switch to Geico and see all the ways you can save. It's Thursday, April 13th. We are exactly two weeks away from the real NFL draft, which got us thinking about all the ways that you can draft. And by the way, leagues open for sign-up right now Ooh. on ESPN. Field, Daniel, Stefania, and Mike. Good afternoon, everybody. Stefania, I was going to ask them how they do it. I don't really care. How are you doing? You good? <laughs> wow. That was me. No, wow. I mean, it's... Yeah. Yeah. Do you have an extra coffee today? Today? I think that's savage. Savage. Oh, yeah. you, know you know what? Only one coffee a day for me now. So oh, it happened like a month right. and a half ago. It's Field always some days better than others. Usually, Field's the most too. disciplined person. Now he'll set like mm-hmm. a new rule of like I'm not going to eat this, and then he just does it. I, I cannot live. I, I, I cannot. <laughs> I fail on any of this. I feel. I, I noticed that, and I was pretty in awe of it when you were like, "I'm going to eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich every single day before the show for as an entire thing." And then, like as much as you hated doing it, I watched you it's do like it every gain. single week. That was the attempt to weigh gain. It didn't work out nearly God. as well. <laughs> What's that like, Field? What's that like to attempt to gain weight? You know, no, I that, that sounded too. bad. Usually, I'm trying to go yeah. the other direction. I, I realized how snooty that sounded the minute I actually said it. So no, we should, we should we share rewind? notes because I gotta, I gotta figure that out too. Yeah. Okay, the weight gain part I'm of it. Done that? with you people. And Daniel, I know that. Oh my God, all three of you. I work with a bunch of people who try to gain weight. Is that, I wish there was only some kind of magic procedure I could just hand you each, like one of my hips. Here's for stop it. <laughs> Actually reminds me of like one of my all time favorite lines from uh from Liar Liar, mm-hmm. which is a great uh I haven't seen that in a long time. Jim Carrey, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, you know what I'm thinking of actually I take that of course of course I screw up the name. Big Daddy, Adam Sandler. Uh, Adam Sandler. Yeah, when he adopts the kid or you know, has to adopt the kid and he's Spoiler like, talking about how, you like, seen Big Daddy. Yeah, let's just say yeah, twenty twenty seven years old, right? And like they're going to McDonald's and like, you know, the kid has like his eighth hamburger and like Adam Taylor makes some comment about like getting an ice cream. He's like, Yeah, I have one of like my butt jiggles for a week or something. It's so as the kid wolfs down like his eighth double cheeseburger in a world in a, in a row. Anyways, uh, we're gonna dive into a bunch of different league formats today because we mm-hmm. get this question all the time. Can you do a show dedicated to different types of leagues beyond just the standard mm-hmm. ESPN run of the mill, usually PPR. That's the default setting. You can also play non PPR, but leagues that aren't that. So we're going to do just run through them. Yeah. And uh, if there's one that really stands out to you, they're like, this is my favorite. I'll let you have a uh, first crack at sort of breaking down how it works. But we're going to start Daniel with two types that are almost the same with one important difference, yep. two quarterback leagues. So, it is fairly intuitive, but explain to the masses what a two-quarterback league is. Two-quarterback leagues mean that you start two quarterbacks rather than no one. No way. Yes, that, that, that okay. is it. All right, next Mike one. Clay. <laughs> However, there is a, a little bit of a distinction here. I love playing two-quarterback leagues. Yeah, uh, me too. But what I really love playing is super flex leagues. We'll talk about that in a second. But I love the idea of being able to add a second quarterback. There's enough quarterbacks in the NFL that I think it's fun to be able to just add a few more points and go out and have a second quarterback in your league. Scoring points is fun, I think. I, I'm not one of those fantasy players that wants to win a game 79 to 65 in my fantasy week. <laughs> hey, a win's a win. I'll, I'll I understand you. a win is a win, but it's less exciting than scoring, you know, 165 points. And when you're able to do that, I just think having more players, more decisions, mm-hmm. I'd rather have a quarterback than, you know, a, an extra flex or something like there that. There is something yeah. to be said for a 144, 138 victory. It's, it's just different. Fun. I mean, look at how the league is gravitating towards now in real life. Mm-hmm. More offense, more offense, more offense is always good. Might as well fold this in with Superflex, Mike, because sure. they're so similar except for one key difference, which is... Yeah, the key difference is with Superflex, <clears throat> excuse me, Superflex, you can use another player if you want. You can use a running back, receiver, tight end, uh, but you won't want to, right? You Generally, quarterbacks are in the highest scoring position using relatively <laughs> standard scoring, so you're going to want two quarterbacks 
in uh, two quarterbacks in your start, starting lineup every week. So you might say, why not just do two quarterbacks? And the reason is pretty simple. If you get above a 10-team league and it's like a 12-teamer, you're going to have bye weeks, you're going to have injuries, and or you don't want to be stuck. Or you could have drafted Russell Wilson as one of your quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you got like, 12 teams, right? Yeah. 12 teams, yeah, we'll two quarterbacks apiece, yeah, and then you exactly, want a backup. Yeah. So you're talking 36 quarterbacks if everybody has one backup? Basically, right. Superflex functions as a two-quarterback league. Correct. Except for in the rare occasions where... As Mike referenced, bye weeks add up, injuries pile up. Mm -hmm. Somebody decided to be frisky during the draft and take five quarterbacks and put somebody else at a disadvantage. They're often the same, but there's like, on average, like five occasions during the season where a team is playing something other than a quarterback in that super flex spot. So let's talk about understanding that these are basically the same thing. Let's talk about approach here, Mike, because Mm -hmm. in normal drafts, you're going to see most likely – handful of running backs, wide receivers in the first round, maybe a Travis Kelsey, depending on how your league shakes out. And oftentimes we're telling you, wait on quarterbacks. Wait, wait, yeah, wait, yeah. wait, wait. You can get them later. How much of a premium must be paid on quarterbacks when you are playing in a super flex Massive league? premium. At least half of your first round will be a quarterback yeah. this year, especially those big three. The first three picks of super flex this year are probably going to be Allen, Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. Uh, it's just the it's nature of the beast. Yep. You, got, you have to get those, at least those those. Uh, premier quarterbacks right off the bat, or you're going to be in a tough position. Now, the strategy I like to utilize is go for the number one, get that top guy, and then try it. And then you just feel it out. You know, uh, in the show we did the other day, we talked through tiers, right? And you kind of want to carve out tiers of quarterback and just kind of wait for the right time to pounce on that second quarterback. But you don't want to wait too long because you're going to have a run with those like Kirk Cousins types, and then you're going to be in a really tough position and end up with a maybe you got Josh Allen. And then maybe a Baker Mayfield, and you're not going to want to be in that situation. So I like to go get a superstar, get a guy that's like a fringe top 10 sort of quarterback as my second guy, maybe within the top 15 at least, and then go upside, maybe a rookie or a, a flyer. You know, rookies, we usually don't like to start in fantasy, but in super flex, when you're starting a 20 to 24 guys, those guys could have some value that and ascend as the season goes on, especially guys that add value uh, with their legs. Uh, so, and by the way, one more thing, you know, I think people might be wondering like, why do this? But look, quarterback is by far the most important position mm-hmm. in the NFL, right? And that's who gets all the highlights and who we talk about all the time. But they're devalued in fantasy football because the position is deep and you only start one. This makes it a priority position. It Suddenly, the first round is loaded with quarterbacks, much like the real NFL draft. It makes sense, right? So, I, frankly, I think Superflex is the future of fantasy football. I think Agreed. that's going to be the standard a decade from now. It's really fun to find it. And it seems like we all agree. Like, you have to have a strategy on your first quarterback, and we would in a perfect world, take one with our first pick who is a superstar. Are you as intent on your second quarterback selection or are you more of, let me see how the board is shaking out and then I'll decide, all right, I'm attacking a second quarterback early or I can afford to be a bit patient. And does last year's quarterback craziness impact your strategy this year? Uh, that's a lot of questions in one question. <laughs> 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 you got, you're trusting my memory to remember it all. No, I, I kind of followed the Mike Clay philosophy, which is, you know, first first quarterback, I want one of the top ones. Um, and then I'm going to watch how the board moves on the next one because there is a drop-off. You're going to get double-digit points most weeks from any quarterback um, it, with a few exceptions. And we know from injury patterns, every year people – I get this question every year. It's like, have we had more quarterback injuries than we did in the, in the past? Yes, because they're year. dramatic when they happen. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing is – People get hurt every week in football. I'm not sure if you guys are aware, mm. um, but that happens. But 
nobody is as visible as a quarterback going down. So then you see some teams, 49ers, going through one, two, three quarterbacks in a season, and you're like, wow. They, they By the time you get to midway through the season, we're talking about getting into deep into the double digits of quarterbacks that have started around the NFL. So I think uh, I don't want to be the last no. to answer your question, Field. I would rather be in like – that first, and it depends where you're drafting, but I'm not going to be the first one to take a second quarterback, but I want it, once I see that run starting to happen, I want in right Yeah, away. start the run. Yep. Yeah, let's start the run. Don't start the run. Don't end the run when you are playing in a super flex slash two quarterback league because, again, right. they are basically the same thing. If you are playing in a tight end premium league, Daniel, I promise you yep. that the person who decided upon that is a fantasy nerd. Yes. Because, like, none of my <laughs> friends who play fantasy football casually have ever heard of or thought of a tight end premium league. But anybody in fantasy Twitter, anybody who's played in the Scott Fishbowl, yep. knows about tight end Scott premium leagues. Yeah. So explain you to discover that. Yes. Uh, explain to the masses what a tight end premium league. Yeah. So normally in fantasy leagues, we play in PPR format, so you get one point per reception. But in a tight end premium league, tight ends get one point five points per reception, so they are inherently have a little bit more uh, scoring value than any of the other positions. As a, as such. Guys like Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews and those premier pass catchers are legitimate superstars when it comes to tight end premium setups. I've actually, I've, I've always wondered, and maybe Mike, you can answer this debate. I've wondered if like the best value of tight end premiums is that it makes Travis Kelsey arguably 1.01 in your draft, or it makes players like, I'm just, I'm just using a couple names that come to mind, like Cole Komet has mm-hmm. more weekly upside. Guys of that caliber, right? Like Gerald Everett all of a sudden becomes like a player that you can feel fairly confident in starting because he doesn't need eight catches to make his money. It can be four catches for 42 yards and you're in double digits. Do you think the more important value is raising the ceiling of the elites or raising the floor of the everybody else? Definitely tier? the floor because we have a handful of superstar guys. In fact, like Travis Kelsey's probably broken uh, <laughs> tight end premium now because now you bump it up. It's like it's not even fair. Like Kelsey, Kelsey is the one point one at that point, so he's kind of broken it. What if it's a uh, super flex tight end premium league? Well, are you going Josh Allen? Or are you? Going... I'd, I'd probably go quarterback. Okay, I'm still right. going to go quarterback. Right. But Kelsey would be right up there with Hertz and Mahomes for sure. Uh, but I, I do think it make that's the problem, right? We have we've always had a, a core of top end guys, whether it's like a Mark Andrews or Gronk or Mark or uh, Darren Waller at times, like guys like that. But then there's such a steep drop off, and those guys are just not scoring points, and you're like. Man, I'm like lucky if I get six points. I'm happy to throw Austin Hooper in there and take my six points, and, and I'm yeah. good to go. And I'm still at a massive dis, uh, disadvantage compared to the the top guys. But this raises the floor of those guys, makes them more valuable, similar to other like wide receiver threes or running back twos. That's kind of the point of of tight end premium. Yeah, I like think it's fine. I, am I chasing fine. less touchdown upside with tight end premium leagues? Like, I'm not trying to like specifically shoot. When I go for a guy that I know is not a, a tight end, that's a normal starter for me. Yeah, and I got to have him as a bi week fill in. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, it's like shoot, who can maybe get in the end yeah, zone? Juwan Johnson or something. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And a tight end premium, <laughs> I just think there's way more options based on that. There are, and I think that generally speaking, anything that introduces more players into the league is good. That's actually mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. we have shifted towards PPR as our default setting and not non PPR. Because I'm just telling you, it gets dry and hurry at the running back spot when you're playing in non-PPR leagues, I think there are more exciting wrinkles than an extra half point per reception for tight ends if you're trying to introduce something to spice up your league a little bit. But I am not against the tight end premium. I, I know we're I'm getting a little ahead because we're going to the out of flex position, but this is actually where I like the tight end premiums too, is if you, do, if you increase your flex numbers. Um, obviously, wide receivers are the most productive, but I yeah. think you can be tricky if you have tight end premium 
and you have extra roster spots, that's when I think it gets interesting because you can actually make a difference with a tight end. There. And you're talking about a second flex to find you, which is a common wrinkle associated with leagues. In the War Room League, which we play in together, mm-hmm. 16 teams, there are two flexes. I am telling you, we start retired players in the War Room League <laughs> during guys, bye weeks. Guys off of Mike's last list. <laughs> yes. like all the guys who just got purged from Mike Clay, they'll be added yeah. somehow. I don't Blake know Bordock how it's Starting for field games. Yeah, but I'm telling that's, you, why, that's when you pay attention to Adam Schefter, like, if the long shots. Somebody, yes. Yeah, the long shots. He's picking somebody up on the waiver wire, and you're like, "What does he know?" What does the guy's on the practice squad, and yet <laughs> some Jake for some reason, Sharky is starting him this week, right? Yeah, but you can add a player, add a flex, and you know, again, I, I suppose it probably makes most sense when you're playing in like an 18 league, right, where everybody's roster is really good, and I think in some ways what it does is, and it's a good feeling when you have a really great roster. But sometimes you have a roster that's like so good. And I love when I get Twitter questions where it's like, again, to go back to some of my like top 20 or so wide receivers where somebody is like, all right, who so do I start? I'm, I'm choosing between <laughs> DK Metcalf and also Devontae Smith. <laughs> who should I start? Half PPR. And I'm like, I both. want to play in your league. Yeah. Um, you can start whichever one you feel like, or you can start both. That's where there's some value in the yeah. extra flex is that when you've got these agonizing de- decisions that you can make, week in and week out, where there is no right answer going into it by process, but there will be a wrong answer based off result, Mike, it does help take some of that dynamic out of it. No doubt about it. Look, it, there's if you're listening to this podcast, you're a smart person, you're a smart fantasy player, right? <laughs> you know what you're talking about. And in fact, maybe you're a commissioner and you, you're probably good at fantasy when you're league, you're competitive, and you want every edge you can possibly get. Mm-hmm. Reducing variance is how talented people who are following the news and transactions and studying fantasy football trends and listening to the show uh, are, are going to like, right? You want to reduce variance. You want it to be based on your skill. To do that, you add more starting positions because if you're like, hit a home run late in my draft. I, I found this sleeper. I love this sleeper. You pick them and they deliver. Like Let's say it's like a DJ Chark type and they're delivering like top 30 numbers. You know, a normal 10-team league, that might be a bench player. Right. But if the more flex positions you have, the more you could take advantage of having a stacked bench in a normal format. And so we were talking I'm about OBJ more... earlier in the other podcast earlier this yeah, week. It's exactly. like OBJ. I don't know if he's going to be a weekly starter in a 10-team league. But 12-team league or a 10-team league with an extra flex, all of a sudden OBJ becomes very, very interesting, more so than he would be otherwise. I want to ask you guys, when you talk about, and we're going through this, let's say you add one of these positions. You add a super flex, you add a flex or two. Are you changing the way that your bench is set up? Do you want to have more players on your bench? Or how many positions do you need to add to your starting lineup before you start saying, I need to change the bench aspect to make sure I have enough players for these changes? I think 16 total players on your roster is a perfectly sufficient number, regardless of how many players you are starting. Again, default settings, it's eight players. In an extra flex, it could be nine. You could make it two extra flexes, and it could be 10. But I think 16 players is enough. It, it, it pads your depth at the important spots, and it does allow you the flexibility if, like, you're having this historic defensive run, like, a couple years ago. We didn't really have a great defense this past year, but, like, you know, there have been prior years where it's, like, remember the first eight weeks the Patriots, like, three years ago? They mm-hmm. basically, like, the, the fantasy MVP on defense. Like, all the, de- yes. all the defense was, lit- like, literally their best player. This is Tom Brady's final season there, and one of the most valuable players in fantasy. If they had a week six bye, dropping them was unfathomable right Mm -hmm. so having 16 teams gives you enough buffer to have the right depth but also buy yourself some depth in unusual circumstances like that i think those 16 roster spots are also a lot easier if you're making one of these changes if you decide to eliminate a kicker or a defense because then you can sort of repurpose some of those positions let's talk about a very popular wrinkle 
that I have a hot take on. Oh, But ooh. some like to take away the defense and the kickers from fantasy football. And Mike was talking about how you want to eliminate variance, right? That was something you just brought up when we were talking about adding a flex. I don't know how you can possibly count on field goals from a kicker in a given week because generally your, 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 your hypothesis for a kicker is draft a kicker on either an excellent, on an excellent offense, right? right? Like they're going to be because in the scoring more zone more frequently. Yeah, yeah. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better with the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country. There's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza, better because it has to be. You could have Harrison Bucker and the Chiefs could score 49 points, and he's good for seven. Meanwhile, you could have Matt Prater on the Cardinals, and they could cross the the 50-yard line twice in the entire game or three times in the entire game, but he could boom a 50 and a 49-yarder, and all of a sudden you got more points than Harrison Butker. Mm-hmm. Defense and special and, and defense slash special teams and kickers are the two spots where variance is just so ridiculous week in and week out. Are you in favor of dropping defenses, Mike, and so kickers? I've, I've had experimentation with all of these different formats, just having defenses, you know, eliminating kickers, having both, having none of them. And uh, I found that the leagues I love the most – have neither you know, an extra mm. flex, maybe it's super flex, but yeah. does not have either one of them. If I had to keep one, I would keep defense because you can kind of stream. That's kind of a fun thing to do. But I'm, honestly, as someone that's in a lot of leagues, when I'm working waivers every week, I'm just like, I don't want to spend time on like kickers <laughs> yes. And, yes. And, and defenses, but also, no respect. But, but, also no respect. but also you can use it as an advantage, right? Like yeah. unless you have like an elite kicker that's just having a, a dominant year and you want to hold on to them, you can drop that player and use it for an extra bench hold until Sunday morning. Uh, you maybe your league mates uh, are drafting kickers and defenses early. You could take advantage of that by letting them take them, and then you go ahead and uh, take a, a flyer on a young running back or wide receiver, something like that. So you kind of have to pick your spot. But I would say if you just want it for the enjoyment of yourself and you want to save time on waivers, you can eliminate both of them. What do you think, Stefania? I don't know. I go back and forth. I'm a little wishy-washy on it because I think after this year, what was really interesting is all the kickers who are missing extra points. Oh, it's great. And so Mayhem. now it has mm-hmm. changed. The kicking game is now more interesting to me because it used to be, well, it's automatic, and so they all hover around a certain point. And I don't think it's that way anymore. I think that, and I don't know, you do all the numbers, but it feels like to me that there's more fluctuation in what the kickers can deliver. And because we play in the Scott Fishbowl, where you have the option to start a kicker or not. As a flex. And yeah. As a flex. And I remember a couple of weeks deliberately making a decision to put a kicker in where I thought strategically it was going to be good. I think I had the Tampa Bay kicker, which ended up being, um, I, I'm having name Ryan amnesia. Suckup. Yeah, Suckup. Uh, I had name amnesia for a minute, but he ended up being really actually quite productive in some cases and a better choice than some of the other flex options. But obviously, that's a league where you can't pick. Um, 
you, you, you can't make trades or, or whatnot. So some of the rules are kind of constraining. But I actually think, I don't know, maybe I'm more of a traditionalist at the end of the day. Yeah. And I like having strategy that, that creates something that's a little bit different than just five wide receivers that everybody can plug in. I don't know. I'm a sicko. <laughs> I don't like kickers. I'm a sicko. Like they're just too much chaos. You know I what? don't know. It's in my hot take is that part of why we love this ridiculous game is for the chaos. Yes. Yeah. Right? That is true. And while we pour a ton of time in doing as much research as we possibly can to reduce variance and to give you the most likely outcome, there is still something to be said for the complete unpredictability of fantasy football. Mm. And that's part of the reason why definitely kickers are a keep, in my opinion. And on defenses, it's with a caveat. I believe the ESPN default settings are too punitive to defenses. You can have a solid defensive performance and get like three points. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You, you could have lie. a shutout and like just because yeah. you didn't right, have a sack right. or Yeah, you don't have a sack, yeah. don't have interceptions. And I hate so going negative. I, think like, I don't want yeah. negative. I'm okay with kickers as is. If you want to make, if you want to have decimal scoring, whatever you want to do, I'm okay with that as well. Defense modifications, but I'm keeping them both. I just think there is something ridiculous and crazy and exhilarating about staying up until 11:27 on Monday night to watch Will Lutz line up for a 49-yard <laughs> field goal. That, that are could make insane. or break. Make or break. I mean, it's the just same. like it's making or breaking the game. I mean, it's no. not that different. It's not that. What's different. wrong with you? No. What's wrong? With I don't you, know, Daniel? but it's just it's no, no, not you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I told you, I'm more of a traditionalist, and yeah. I, and I and I point to the fact that like this year, all these miss. Everybody's like, oh, it's a chip shot or extra. Who was it? Was it the Packers? Um, Oh gosh, I, Crosby. Mason Crosby. Crosby. He, have, um, he had that where he was missing. Do you remember he was missing? He missed a bunch of Lions extra game. He had a couple a of games, yeah. and then everybody it was like, "Oh my gosh, are they going to trust him?" And then there was another situation like that too. I can't remember. Well, exactly. the Cowboys, Dallas had that last yeah, 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 yeah. points in one game. Yeah, yeah it was so, great. Brett Maher was awesome all season. But, yeah, then, he but he was making the field goals. Yeah, and yeah, missing yeah. the extra points, and totally. that is the chaos that you're talking about. That makes it did fun. The, did the Ravens play the Lions last year? Did Justin Tucker kick? As time expired, the longest field goal ever in the history of the NFL. Was that two, years, was two, years, ago, was that two yeah. years ago? Okay. Yeah, 60, well, I still remember goal. that. So, yeah. yeah, I guess like those are the things How where like when you get six. I, I was just going to say, <laughs> that's where I guess I would want kickers because that can win you a week. Justin Tucker and right. that kind of a thing. And also, it's usually at the end. It's yeah. exciting. Anyways, right. again, whatever. Again, it, sounds right. like they yeah. just, it sounds like Field just needs variants to win his leagues. He, just, like, he can't do, do a skill. Mike, just I, needs, my bacon has been saved by kickers in the past. I'm not too proud to admit that like there have been times where my team like has been carried by a kicker for a week. A 21-point outbreak from your oh, kicker yeah. is a beautiful thing when your team otherwise Or your defense stinks. getting like three pick sixes. Yeah, but know? when that happens to you, field, it feels even worse. Like when, oh, when the, yeah, you, exactly you lose because of a 21-point like, kicker. My oh. team my is better. this is embracing exactly. the chaos. Uh, exactly. Uh, no, I'm going to no. turn to Mike to explain IDP leagues because, frankly, no, I don't think yes. the rest of us are smart enough to do so. <laughs> so, Mike, IDP stands for Individual Defensive Player. Uh, And there are ways in which your defense cannot just be the Bears defense, but instead it can be, you know, I have Leighton Van Der Esch, Mm -hmm. or I have Jalen Ramsey, or I have Aaron Donald. So Mm -hmm. tell me more about how IDP IDP leagues work. And in this case, Mike, like, we can be very generic because there are a million different ways you can yeah, shake you can things go, up. Yeah, you can go a lot of ways. Uh, If you just want to, of course, and that's where you have to, that's kind of what you have to do to really get into the depth that we get into in offense where you're talking about like second linebackers and second corners and not just have superstars. But it is easy if you just want to 
dip your toe a little bit, have one or two IDP spots. Maybe you want to do like one defensive lineman, one linebacker, one defensive back, and like a flex. It's going to be all superstar players, though, at the position, right? It's it, not but, linebacker, but, but yes. Yeah, yeah I mean, Actually, not linebacker, linebacker and flex. Not, really, not really defensive back either. What's it's, just, it's just guys who to make a bunch of tackles. Yep. Yeah, that's of course. But I mean, yeah. that's what I mean. It's going to be the top guys, right? It's going to be like, imagine if you just had like one, you know, spot at running back. It would just yeah. be superstars, right? Yeah. So it's a good way to just get it. You know, maybe you want to have your favorite player and your favorite linebacker and your favorite team or just know a few defensive players. But if you really want to get into it, you have to add a lot of spots to really uh, have a strategy to it. Otherwise, you're just picking high tackle guys. So uh, it's a fun little wrinkle, um, but you have to be a you know, it's a little bit more of an advanced game type. Field, you and I are in a dynasty league with Not Cool Keith that yeah. is IDP. It's my only IDP league. It's my yeah. first time doing it. And the idea of having two defensive linemen, two linebackers, and two secondary, two cornerbacks, mm-hmm. or a safety, that's those six people, that's a whole other level to the game that as a fantasy analyst, we don't think about the defensive side like that. And so it really is a whole other wrinkle to make fantasy feel very different if you add IDP to your league. It really requires a whole different language of understanding. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like, it just does. Like, in that league that Daniel was referencing, I remember at one point trying to orchestrate a trade, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm trying to acquire Zaire Franklin right now <laughs> from the Colts. Meanwhile, like, until this past season, no one even knew who Zaire Franklin was other than, mm-hmm. like, special teams contribution. So, yep. um I've heard of the suggestion, like, adding one defensive player to your league. I would caution that, like, it's a very different skill set than what you are traditionally accustomed to in your normal leagues. But it it is fun when you have a full, or not a full roster, but you're starting six defensive players per week. I will just say that I think the, uh, this is very obvious, but, like, super flex, I think, is it, it makes so much more sense if you're talking about people that aren't super heavy into football because everyone knows the quarterbacks, right? That's mm-hmm. easy to be able You're not playing IDP if everyone in your league isn't 100% invested in playing IDP because it's, it's, it's just going to be too much for somebody. The players are going to be added in that super flex or that extra flex spot are known quantities. They're superstars, like when you're yes. When you're trying to decide whether you should be starting Jeffrey Simmons or, like, Christian Watson week, uh, Chris, Christian Wilkins week in and week out, like, it does not register yeah. the same way uh, on defense as it does on offense. Uh, Stefania, we talk about waivers all the time, but there are two very distinct type of waiver systems that we have available on ESPN. FAB. FAB. Free Agent not, Acquisition yeah. Budget. Not F-A-B. F-A-A-B not fabulous. Yep. No. Versus <laughs> just traditional waivers. So mm-hmm. traditional waivers, it's fairly obvious. You know how it works, right? You put it in a bid, and yeah. if you have the highest priority and you... You get that player. Wake up you, Wednesday and you yeah. get him or you don't. Hey, have him. Well, or, you, or, you, or you don't put in a bid. I mean, you have uh, leagues that have mm-hmm. no, you know, it's basically waivers based on position and Sorry, what I meant bid, I meant a claim yeah, is what yeah, I should yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. so you yeah. put a claim in and if you get him, you get him, right? If right. you have the best seat, if you have the highest priority, you get that player. If you don't, then someone else ahead of you who also put in a claim gets him. Let's talk about FAB. Explain <laughs> to us what goes into a free agent acquisition budget league. Well, you ha- so you start with the budget, yep. you know, however much that is. Some leagues go with the you know, a thousand dollars. Some leagues go with a hundred. It's all relative because really, the the goal to me, and it took me a while to learn this when I started playing, was um, because you want to be so conservative with your money. Like, what if I need it later? The tendency is to think, well, I better save my budget because what if I need it later? Uh, but as our friend Matthew Perry, who kind of coached me up in the first time that I was playing when those leagues would say. You have to get there. For, you know, if, if you don't get to where you matter in the second half of the season, Those $85 then you save don't that mean anything. money for, yeah. for no reason. So I think uh, you have to be willing to spend. And part of the trick when you're putting in these uh, waiver claim bids and, and you're trying to allocate how much of your budget you want to use for a bid is 
guessing how much that player is going to be worth on the market to, to everybody else. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the fun part because you're, you're thinking, okay, I have this amount to spend across the entire season. How much am I willing to put up at this point to acquire said player? And, and that, that idea of placing value you know, assigning a numerical value to the player mm-hmm. you're trying to acquire and understanding, you know, the demand and how hot that player might be. I think uh, I think that's what makes it actually really fun. And I Mike, actually like it. Savani just explained it. it. It is much more art than science. Yes. But any helpful hints in fab leagues? Yeah, well, first of all, I think that the advice is right that I spend as much as I can the first week or two, like mm-hmm. a lot after week one, because that's when we learn a lot. Week ones, we learn a lot, and that's the time to kind of spend a little bit. You don't want to go overboard with guys that are just like scored two touchdowns on nine touches. You got to kind of pick your spots, but that's usually when Howard, we, Sammy Watkins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's always guys like they have to watch for, but there's also, you know, guys that have a big week or one or two with a lot of volume and are, and are uh, stars in the league. So, uh, and, and fantasy league winner. So no doubt about it. Um, but I, you know, I wanted to add this. Um, Fab is definitely preferred to waivers because like in a normal waiver process, if you know, you're sixth in line or whatever it may be, you might not have, and there's there's like a good guy at top three. Right. You have no chance. Right. But with Fab, everyone has a shot pretty much as, unless you blew all your money to go after a player. So I, I like that, that is by far the preferred methodology. I also think there's it's no really doubt. fun after Fab, like after it runs, to be like, boy, I was way off on that play. I cannot believe sure. this person just did $65. Oh, oh, right. Always, but also I, I love when, I when love all when bids the, are revealed. You yes. love it, but you love it when somebody else paid the high dollar amount and it wasn't you oh yeah when- like i spent 27 dollars <laughs> and the next highest bid was three like that's embarrassing that's, uh-huh. that's but it's also worst. funny yeah. so you should deal with it i will say this too and i feel like when i do fab maybe this is just my brain because i'm it's stupid but um <laughs> a lot of times it's Be just kind. like i'll put in five dollars i'll put in ten dollars on a player my brain as like a, i think a lot of us just sort of default to like increments of five as we do things right, right. i always do 16 dollars oh, rather yeah. than 15 dollars or i'll do 11 dollars rather than 10 dollars i do the odd numbers i, like keep that 20, in mind. I do 23 yeah you guys that's what i gave you as a little 17 dollars yeah stop it Not, I, I know because i do think people that's where they go to you just default to, to like, the easy numbers right, easy round, round number. numbers totally yeah. fair i will say this and not not that not to rebut your no please. totally reasonable strategy rebut in me. some ways but like i tend like my bids tend to either be like Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. High or like $1. I don't have yeah. a lot of like sort of half measure bid because Ooh, I'm sort of thinking to myself, am I doing this because the player is available or because I need the player? Ooh, I try to be judicious okay. and spend when I need to spend as opposed to when, mm. oh, like he's okay. I'll add him for five bucks because then all of a sudden, like if you just do that three or four times, that could be a quarter or 20% of your budget that you would have liked to allocate on a player that you really need. Yeah, that's right. You don't want to spend seven out of your, I mean, that'll add up. Seven out of your $100 will add up. And if you do that for a player who you're like, 
eh, maybe he'll start this week. You know, it's the backup running back, and that guy's beat up a little bit. And then you just drop them Sunday morning because the starters. I mean, you just burnt that money for no but reason. Totally. On the flip, yeah. side, on yes. the flip side, if I have had a really, you know, it's rare, but let's say you start the season strong, you don't have a lot of loss, not a lot of injury turnover, then I just start to like playing around and stealing other players, you know, that oh, I yeah. can actually, oh, I might want to mix that player in. And so I'm going to bid this. I'm going to throw a bid out there yeah. and maybe, or I'm hearing good things about a player and I want to get that player before his value skyrockets. Mm. If you know he's going to end up replacing That's a good point. You, you don't want to get content with a hot start because sometimes everything's going great and your team's maybe getting a little lucky with touchdowns and you're winning all your matchups and you're 5-0 and oh and you're not bothering much with waivers. And then buys come around and injuries start piling up. Yep. And then you're like, well, my bench is awful because I didn't bother. I have all my fab, but there's no good players left. Yeah. So that's a good point. You want to keep chipping away at your bench as well. So, so Stavanya, oh, go ahead, Daniel. I just want to throw out a quick, really quick question. Do you have any problem with people basically trading their waiver wire or fab decision where it's like, let's say you and I are in a league. You don't have any money or you're too far down the waiver priority, but you could really use the running back that's out there. Daniel, if you pick up that running back, I will trade you this player for this player. Is that is that like a collusion? Because it's more than just... I'm not picking up that player for me. I'm going through and, and doing this. I think if the if the if the trade is valuable to both sides, I think sure. it's totally yeah. logical. Got no problem with that. Got no problem with it. I mm. mean, if it's a clear, if it's no different than if you trade away your starting running back for a guy that's not for a, a eighth wide receiver without Fab involved, I would have a problem with that. But no, it's that's a deeper league thing you know than a, like a shallow league. My big but. thing on trades is like, as long as they're fair, let them rip. Right? Like that's like. I'm okay with a, a commissioner intervention when it's just an obviously bad trade. I, I've, there, that's it's always if you want to get the masses talking, you get just just mentioned on Twitter like, should commissioner veto power be allowed for potential trades? Yes, if it's a completely dumb trade that compromises the rest of the league, absolutely it should be a consideration for the commissioner to be able to overturn that or a league vote to decide whether it should be mm-hmm. overturned. Uh, Stefan, you mentioned like sometimes in fab is good to get ahead of things. It's also good to get ahead of things when uh, you are towards the end of your season. And let me ask this question, Mike. If a team has been eliminated from the playoffs mm. and there is nothing for that team to play for in the consolation bracket, they're not avoiding relegation mm-hmm. or the consolation winners get 100 bucks or something, there's nothing to play for. Should that team be allowed to make moves? No. Not at all? No, not at all. Okay. For what purpose? First of all, we've had this conversation before. What are you doing with your life at that point? Like, what, what are you doing? Like, if there's yeah. nothing to play for, why are you making moves? Find start the researching only, for next year. Yeah, Find something fair. else to do. <laughs> what if? Let me just present one last scenario. What if, like, your that that bad team winning a game against, like, they have a, a team on their schedule that mm-hmm. is fighting for a playoff spot, and if the bad team beats the fringe team, then another fringe team goes into the playoffs. Like, is it? Well, do you is, owe uh, it? To yes. the other team. Okay, so this is still the regular season. At that point, that's a different conversation. Yep. Yeah, you play it out. You play out the regular season as yep. far as I'm concerned. That's that's fine. I'm talking about once we get to the playoffs. Playoff, playoff, playoff. And there's no it's consolation out. bracket and people yep. are still adding and dropping. I don't understand that at all. For the sanctity of the league, you should not be doing that. Now, if you want to try to win your consolation bracket, fine. If I'm if there's nothing on the line in my consolation bracket and it's just there for show, I don't care about it. I don't Fair mean, enough. It doesn't yep. matter. But if, you know, if there's money on the line, fine. If it's a dynasty league, fine. Like, I'm not saying no matter what, if you don't make the playoffs, you can never bother with your roster. It's just in circumstances where there's nothing on the line, don't waste your time. And that's very obviously nothing on the line means redraft leagues. When you're talking about dynasty yeah. or keeper leagues, totally different rules would apply there, I would assume. Absolutely. Yes, 100%. Absolutely. Yep, because in dy- there's always something to play for in dynasty, whether it's trap position or otherwise. Let me ask you, Stefania. What do you think is more enjoyable? A league that has a prestigious award for the winner, whether it's financial or otherwise, or a league... That has a punishment 
for the last place finisher? Substantial reward. Okay. So like, I'm all about the carrot versus the stick. Good way of putting it. Yeah. Like, let's reward the person who's got, you know. And, and uh, there's a league that I've played in before. I couldn't get in this year because of the draft time didn't work out. But um, Cynthia Freeland, our friend Cynthia Freeland, runs it. And it's the Lobotan Shoe League. And it's all women. And we're pay- playing for a pair of those shoes, which, mm. in case you guys don't know, they run about $1,000 a pair. So every- everybody puts in 100 bucks, And the thing is, I'm not going to go out and buy a pair of those shoes. Mm. That is not in my budget. Right. Just so we're clear. Just so we're on the same page. So we're understanding. Yeah, I'm not but sure about that. It's, I, really want a pa- <laughs> I really want a pair of those shoes. Yeah. They're the ones with the red soles. The high well, oh, yes. Know? Yes, yes, yes. And uh, damn, if I don't make the like playoffs, every I've come in second, like, Way too many times. You get what one you get? shoe? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. But that's but to me, like I want to win that league. That I, I pointed out because that reward I want so badly. I make such an effort in that league, and you know I've made the playoffs a fair amount. Have not come away with a pair of shoes. Maybe yet. the most uncomfortable I've been during my time at ESPN is I was doing NFL Live. I think it was last year, and it was Kimberly Martin. The great Kimberly Martin, one of our NFL reporters, big-time contributor to fantasy mm-hmm. football now during mm-hmm. the season. Her and I in studio, in our NFL studio here, and she had her Louboutin shoes on. And there <laughs> are various parts of the NFL studio where, like, sets rise or can mm-hmm. collapse. And uh-huh. as a result, there's some crevices in the studio. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I've, I've stepped into stepped, one of them with a heel before, yep, so she I am right, right there. right in with a uh, heel. Yep. And that heel broke, (gasps) and I felt like I I needed to, like, I'm not a therapist. I felt like I needed to bring a therapist to the set for 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 Kimberly. It was the most, it was, like, I felt for her in that moment. I couldn't relate because I have not worn these shoes. I don't think they would be quite in my, um, like, my fashion repertoire. (laughs) That being said, I could understand, like, I could empathize in that moment. I could see the disappointment in her eyes. Um, and uh, she powered through it. Can but, you fix um, a broken heel, Stefania? How do well, you, what do you well, do? Well, I can't, but there are people who people can't do the right <laughs> But I will, okay. t- I will tell you, um, I would like to have a pair of shoes and then have that problem. Like, <laughs> okay. you know, okay. the, let me get the pair of shoes first. I think so. you got to gotta, gotta go to like a very, there's got to be like one person who is like the Louboutin specialist yeah. where it's like, you screw yours up, you come to me. Like that person might be in like a remote, like in a cave, no, like you're outside getting, you're getting of those like shoes Salt Lake City. For sure. That's what I'm saying. There's got to be one person in the world who was like the go-to person. Oh my to gosh! Fix now I want. I'm ready. I'm ready to start playing now. I'm ready. Now you're ready. ready. Right. The season is back league. upon us. Yeah. So yeah, to answer your question, reward. I mean, punishment is funny. I enjoy watching other people's leagues. I have all these things that get posted on the internet, and yeah. I don't know how many. I met a guy when I was um, when I was. Uh, Touring around at some point this off season, who was like, "Yep, uh, you know, fan of the show, getting ready to do my Waffle House like all night." Twenty four hours. <laughs> that's, so great. that's one of my favorites. That's become yeah, that's become a good one. It's one of my favorites. Among yeah, many you leagues. gotta stay yeah. in Waffle House for twenty four hours. <laughs> Nobody get hurts. One, it doesn't. No one. Like, you, you know get what I mean? One hour subtracted for each waffle that you. Yeah, which, I think that's pretty. <laughs> great. You eat twelve waffles. You're there for twelve hours. You know. Um, Good, I like, good one right there. Can I say that outside of just punishments and or having other, I, I, I love a traveling trophy. I love being able to like, oh, you yeah. can go from you to the next uh-huh. person, the next yep. person, and it can go wherever you want. But being able just to do drafts together, I think is my favorite thing about oh, fantasy so football. Fun. It's so, so hard to do. Yes, it's tough. Now. We have, because we're all yeah. so spread out. We have so many leagues yeah. and friends and everything mm-hmm. where people are elsewhere in the country. But my favorite thing about pe- keeping people involved or just doing all of that, like we're talking about, draft is draft day. Let's have food. Let's play games. Let's mm-hmm. just talk about football. Football and it's with my Let's best friends. It's so awesome. Picks, if you, know, you like- <laughs> run a casino or know someone that runs a casino or a cool place to do a draft and you want to invite us, yes, yeah. let us know. Please At tell us. Fantasy Focus. <laughs> let us know. I will be 
I will find it in my heart to come visit this location. If Say it's in Las please. Vegas, I'll really find it there. Yeah, just as a FYI for those so who might fun. have uh, some connections out there. We're ready to start drafting. That's right. Yeah, we are. Like We've done a mock already. You it's on the what? site. I know, I if know. you haven't had fun listening to this podcast, I'm not sure what's wrong with you. If you have, <laughs> then I would encourage you to go find Liz Lowe's piece because it recently published yes. on ESPN.com mm-hmm. seven ways to spice up your league. Some of the ground we covered in this show today, but there are others that she has thought of or she has she has documented that we did mm. not discuss here. Of course, all of Liz's content can be found on ESPN.com. Check that out. For Daniel and Mike and Stefania, I am Field. We are back next week again, three weeks until yes. the NFL Let's draft. Go. Let's have some fun. Plenty of news coming around the corner. He's a NASCAR guy with a basement shrine, a Langford fan for life. Chargers are off to a terrible start, but that won't change his mind. Matching up all the cornerbacks, touchdown regression and weekly stats. But if your team falls flat, 